Time to Talk Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. Good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Thanks as always to Morris O'Connor for Kilkenny Today, the last hour, five to six. Kilkenny Today, of course, is on each weekday evening here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Bear Scott, how are you? I'm good, Jim. You don't have to worry about going to the credit union for a loan no, for next year's no, European uh, Championships. And I, I don't think we'll be worrying about the next one either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll look back at all that. Jack Pints, you came back. Uh, we didn't frighten you off last week. You no, decided not to come anyway. back. Yeah, fair play to you, Queen. <laughs> plenty of time for that. Oh, plenty of time for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll blood him in first, you know what I mean, before we frighten him. And Queen, you know very disappointing but yeah. the results against France and Holland weren't going to be what what's determines this group and it's not looking good for Mr Kenny no it's been coming for a while I think Yeah, yeah we look we, back at we, we, we look back at all things international in the second part of the programme as always we court your involvement so if you have any thoughts or contributions you'd like to make to the programme you'll get us here in the sanctuary of the studio on uh, text number 086 Three five three seven seven eight two. That's oh eight six three five three seven seven eight two. That text line, of course, is sponsored by Taxback.com, which is a clean tech company. Uh, as I said, a little bit later on, we look back at the the really disappointment four or five days for the Ireland international soccer team, which has which would inevitably put paid to our, our any slim hopes we had of qualifying for the next European Championships. Of course, the Premier League is back this weekend, so on the third part of the programme, we look ahead to all next weekend's fixtures. We might have a look, Jacket, a little bit of a circus that's going on at Manchester United at the moment, I don't a know. A little bit is an understatement. A little bit, yeah, yeah. But first, as, as always, the local stuff is the bread and butter here on this programme, so we look back at the weekend results from la- or results from last weekend in the local uh, there was in the local league. There was only two games played in the St. Candice's Credit Union Premier, Premier Division, and, uh, you know, on at uh, Freebooters, 8-0, home to Callan, not much use to either team. Jack is looking like you know Callan. Callan had a you know struggle last season. Looks like it's going to be a struggle. They have a good young team. In fairness to them, and look at as you know their season it won't be judged by the results against Booters and Evergreen. They'll be much more competitive, I'm sure, in all the other games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's look. I mean, going to the fair green for for Callan is is you know just trying to get as much as you can out of it. But a good win for Booters. You know, two goals from Joe Banville, two from Mikey Clifford, two from Jason Hennessy, uh, and I think Gary Breen got one on his. Uh, Debut as well, which he'll yeah, be a, yeah. a great addition to and I, t- and I think season. he played out in the middle of the park. He wasn't even playing centre okay. half. I think okay, you know yeah. Gary Green. But so like Booters have, uh, you know, that's a statement of intent. You know, Evergreen were due, of course, to play Clover, but Clover gave him a walkover. So Evergreen posted three nil win. And Bridge United, they went to Greg Naman local derby last Sunday morning, or last uh, that was actually Saturday night as well on the AstroTurf. That's a great new um, thing that's going to be in the league now with so many teams having the having the floodlights and four three win away to Highview. That's two wins out two for Bridge United they scored four against Thomastown as well and you know they're a really progressive club and they deserve credit down there a good win yeah absolutely I think again you know it's similar to uh, to Highview Athletic they're trying to do things the right way with young players trying to you know bring in some new ideas there so best of luck yeah, to for the Conor, season Conor English a good lad absolutely, and, you, know, yeah. you know absolutely yeah um, in the division in division one league there was only one game played and that was in, uh, in where am I I'm after losing me I'm after losing track of myself Oh yeah, the um, it was played on on Saturday evening. Uh, Evergreen Sea beat Lions three one. 
or sorry, on Sunday afternoon. Evergreen C3-1 win over Lanes. Lanes, that was Lanes' first game of the league. Evergreen C recovered well. They had been beaten 3-0 by their B team the, the week before. So, good win for Evergreen C. Looks like that Division 1 league, uh, um, even at this stage, it's looking like Evergreen B may well turn out to be the team to beat there. Also on Sunday then there was four ga- five games played in the Division 2 league. Booters B, who, you know, Jack, we reckon that they, you know, looking at the teams that are in it, they, they may turn out to be too strong for this league, but they had a good win, 3-0 at home to Lions B. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's about all they could do. Yeah, absolutely. But again, like we've seen there already, uh, I think it's uh, Thomastown B have taken an early lead with six points from two games. So, look, let's hope there is some challenge towards Freeboards and it's not a, a runaway league. Yeah, because Thomastown B actually won on Saturday afternoon 3-0 at home to Brookfield so that's two from two from Thomastown B which is a great start because they had a really tough couple of seasons there in the last couple of years so a great start for them with two wins out of two Dean Celtic B had a great win uh, Dean Celtic have a, haven't had a B team for, for a couple of years but they're back in with a B team this year and they had a great win 4-2 against St John's because St John's had a good win in their first outing so that's a good win for Dean Celtic B Castle Warren Celtic's B side this is their first outing as well um, this is the first time Castle Warren have had a B team in the league they lost 1-0 at home to Stonyford so a good win for Stonyford considering I'm sure they were missing all the all the hurlers River Rangers B who had a difficult enough season in their first uh, in the first season in the Premier in the, in the KNDL last season but they went to play Highview B last Sunday above and Greg Namana had a good win 3-2 and New Park they also had a right good win um, in their first game of the season they went to play Evergreen 46 on the Kells Road and they came out with a 4-3 victory so great result for them on Saturday too we had three Kilkenny youth teams out in the FEI Youth Cup Dean Celtic went down 3-1 in Wexford against Campyle but the other two teams won Bridge United had a good 3-0 win in Gores Bridge at home to Kilmore United and Thomastown they went to Wexford and down to Duncanon would have been nice down there last Saturday lads the sun was splitting the stones would have been nice down there and a good 5-0 win for Thomastown there so you know the league is up and running and of course that leaves us then with the fixtures coming ahead this weekend and the main action from a junior point of view is the Leinster Junior Cup starts out have you a Leinster Junior Cup winner's medal Jack no the boot were you, you have? 2008 yeah, 2008 I, I was thinking you might have so this, this is a competition of course which is very precious to free booters and they went a long way in it last season as well but they start off on Saturday 8 o'clock or Friday night actually Friday night above at 8 o'clock away to Mount United that's a tough draw isn't it in the first round absolutely I don't get any easy games going up to Dublin but look Friday night under the lights up in Dublin I mean you'd be really really looking forward to that yeah, all yeah, week, yeah. wouldn't you, you know, so. and Mount are a big club up there you know more renowned for the, the, the ladies side absolutely. of things you know what I mean but they're there in Green Oak so it's a handy it's a handy at least going up on a Friday night when the traffic will be heavy but Green Oak is a very handy a handy place to get there's only about 5 or 6 minutes from the Pochine still the, 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 the P-Mount pitch I know it so best of luck to Booters travelling up there all the other Kilkenny teams are in action in the same competition on Sunday number of teams out Tullerone they're going to Dublin as well Sunday afternoon there's no time up for this game yet <coughs> Excuse me, but they're away to Hardwick, and that's a tough, tough draw for Tullerone. Hardwick are a really, really good side, and I'd imagine, you know, it'd be damage limitation maybe for Tullerone up yeah, there. Absolutely. New Park have a home game against Ashford Rovers. Seconds, Ashford is in Wicklow, so I'm presuming Ashford Rovers are from Wicklow. It's their second side. Look at New Park of a home a home venue. You, you, you know New Park well, and away teams don't like going to New Park, Jack. Absolutely not. I mean, you're going over to the bog there. It's a nice tight pitch. You know, the atmosphere will be against you, but look, for teams like New Park and something like that, they try off of you know trying to make a good run in these kind of competitions and yeah. you know you know kind of build a bit of momentum off of it 
Callan, you know, fresh from a you know a comprehensive defeat against Freebooters at the, in the league on the weekend. They go to Dublin on Sunday as well. They're away to Terranure Rangers under twenty one side. You know, this is a relatively new thing. Some of the big clubs in Dublin putting in their under twenty ones, under twenties, and under twenty ones into because they obviously play at, at junior level then in in in, in Dublin. So I suppose you don't know what you're going to face when you're going to play these young. I mean, guys. if you're playing an under twenty one side, they must be good. You know, because you have a club there that can actually you know has got the facilities and and the numbers to put in. Under 21 side, so I would presume it's kind of a stepping stone to, onto the junior yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, you'd imagine. So, Bridge United have had two wins from two in the league, scored four goals in each, so they'll be brimming with confidence. They'll be looking forward to another fantastic Sunday. This time, they've Nace coming from the Kildare League. Again, don't know anything about them, but Bridge United are a good side, so hopefully, home advantage will be enough there. There's only one all Kilkenny clash Thomastown United against Castle Warren Celtic. This is Castle Warren's worst first game of the season. They haven't played in the league yet. Thomastown, of course, Jack. Lift. Even when they don't, even when they're struggling in the league locally, this competition they always seem to go well in it. Yeah, especially with their home advantage. Anytime they do get it, it's always a difficult place to go out there. And they've been, they've been relative, they've been really close to the Leinster Junior Cup a they few have, times. Yeah, they have, yeah, they have, yeah. Semi finalists only yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's something they'll be looking to keep hold of. Yeah, yeah. Ormond Villa then they're at home to Moon Celtic. Moon Celtic again. I think Moon will be playing in the Kildare League. That's in Garen Green at eleven o'clock Sunday morning. Eddie McAvoy's first competitive game. Eddie and and O'Sheen Carr over the Ormond Villa side this year. So this is their first competitive game of the season so we wishing them all the best and Lions who were li- who lost their first league game of the season at home to Ever- against Evergreen Sea just the weekend gone by Dave Balbriggan from Dublin coming to Doro for a 2 o'clock kickoff. so again as I said the best look to all the Kilkenny teams in the Leinster Junior Cup it's always a sign Jack that the winter is coming in when these outside competitions kick in you know that the, the, the long evenings are, or the short evenings are coming training in the muck on a yeah, Tuesday yeah, night yeah. Uh, well the, the booters in Highview and Evergreen lads don't have to worry about yeah. training in the muck anymore those days are gone Evergreen speaking of Evergreen you'll be wondering why they're not out in the Leinster Junior Cup this weekend that's because they're in the Leinster Senior Cup this weekend of course they beat Hardwick in the last round so they have a home draw against Trim Celtic at 2 o'clock out in the Kells Road Um, Trim Celtic my memory serves me correctly I think think that's who knocked Evergreen out of one of them competitions in the late stages of either Leinster Junior or the FEI Junior if Gary is listening he might text me in but they have a home game against Trim really good win the last night because they went went away and won in Dublin in the last round so hopefully home advantage will be good enough for Evergreen I'd imagine this competition won't be you know it's probably one that ultimately that they probably be, you know wouldn't win so it's probably the least important of all their competitions but it's a really good opportunity to get some real good quality games in at the start of the season Absolutely it sets you up perfectly for the league you know obviously with you know the, the amount of teams that are in the Premier Division this year the more quality games you can get outside of Kilkenny I think it'll stand here as the season progresses Especially after last weekend they didn't get to play last weekend having got a walk over you know what I mean mm. so this is, this is a really good fixture for them so that's all the local fixtures for the weekend just coming as I said over the next few weeks you know they'll become more and more they'll have more fuller fuller. you know you'll have every team out more or less every week but locally look at Shawnee Maguire just keeping a little bit locally to mention him he got his first goal for in his new role as striker with Carlisle United it's an important season for Shawnee isn't it? Like he's after having a couple of bad seasons you know didn't really get a run I had last season at all you know with injury and all and getting to the age he's at now 20, 28, 29 years of age it's nearly last chance alone over there yeah and look I mean goal are everything when it comes to a striker's yeah, game and yeah. if he can get a couple of goals under his belt early on you know you can hope he would kick on I mean he's nowhere near finished if he can oh absolutely if yeah. he can put the ball in the net you know, and he has proven in the past that he's capable of doing it
at that championship level you know what I mean so maybe a year down in League 1 get a bit of confidence score a few goals and kick start the old career right 18 minutes past 6 we better go and pay a few bills and when we come back we'll be lamenting is that the word lamenting to your Ireland international soccer team TRP, your one-stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. Annie here from TRP Kilkenny. We are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And you're welcome back to the second part of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Uh, it's 20 past six, just the text number as always is 86 353 If you have any contributions you'd like to make to the programme, that text line, of course, is sponsored by taxback.com, which is a Clune Tech company. You can also get us on WhatsApp on 087 That's 087 if you want to contact us on WhatsApp. I think before we leave the local stuff Cueve Benjamin with a text in that we want to yeah Benjamin now over there Lewis thanks very much Benjamin and he's he's making a a good point here he says um, not aware of the reasons but is Clover giving Evergreen a walkover setting a dangerous precedent Callan maybe wishing they'd done the same against freebooters then they would have gotten away with a 3-0 reversal instead of an 8-0 with implications for goal difference at both ends of the division First of all, goal difference doesn't count. Okay. So I, I can understand Benjamin, you know, but goal difference doesn't yeah. it doesn't decide anything in the Kilkenny District League. So that that's not an issue. But as regards setting the precedent, well, first of all, you know, no club gives a, a no club gives a walkover. You know, with you know on a on a whim, so obviously right down the Clover lads were 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 really struggling to feel the team. Um, there's also a financial implication for giving walkovers. You get fined, you know, a hundred or hundred and fifty euros for giving the fines. So no club will do that. And I mean, you know. The ethos of the game is you turn up and play if you if you can tall Jack and I don't think I, I wouldn't be overly critical of Clover they obviously just couldn't pull it off and I and I equally give credit to Callan for you know you like we've done it for years with four Rangers you go in you know going in you're going to be under pressure but mm. you go in and you play your game and you do the best you can yeah absolutely I don't think I've ever had a situation down through the years where a team has just not shown up there's always been a you know a pretty genuine reason for it yeah yeah absolutely better you you know again ah, it, yeah, it's, no most lads have much prefer play them at. Oh yeah. yeah, there's no question of that. Now, Ireland. Since we were here last, we've played twice. Sound about walk Look at, I suppose, looking at the whole thing and looking at the two games, Bear, I go to you first. You know, as a collective, you know, we lost 2-0 against away to France, which, you know, yeah, by the, on paper doesn't look too oh, bad. No, the, the, the results you actually look Good on paper. Yeah. But well, th- they the reality is... The reality is we're just... Not, we were shown up for what we no, are. There's nothing there. The one thing that comes across, the boys are... They're struggling for Stephen Kenny. They're going out and they're doing their best. They're giving everything they have. It's just not enough. Yeah. And, you know, Stephen Kenny, I, I, I felt sorry for him the other night after the Dutchman. I think he had really... Fancy their chances on Tuesday night. He was saying we'll get a result on Tuesday night. They didn't get it. I think it was the final straw for him. I know, as you said, Jimmy, probably be left there till the end of the qualification thing. But the the thing is, he can't he can't say that the players didn't do their best for him. Yeah, we're we're just not good. Enough. Hey, Jack, the players are playing. Look, you see, it's a kind of a funny one, right? 
I think I think the media are definitely turning against him. So if, when as soon as the media turn again, yet you're, oh, yeah, you're yeah, on the way. Right, so he's, he's, there's no dead. way he's going to be there after this campaign. I'm assuming they'll leave him there for this campaign but because why though? I don't understand that. Like bring in somebody now who you think is going to do the job and give him the remaining games to. Yeah, but that's a very that's a, that's the counter argument. But who do you get? Like who wants to like who wants to come in? Who wants to come in? Right? Who's going to sit there? Right? Well, of course, you know you could say right. I'm going to have a three free games really because they have Greece, Gibraltar, and Holland left three games. Even if they won the three, it's not going to it's not going to be enough. But so the one way of looking at it is right. I'm going to have three free games yeah, that competitive to games to, to, to get to know the players and all. but who is going to want to come in at the, so, so it's a double edged sword but the, the players obviously like Kenny right the media are going to turn against him ultimately he's a dead man walking so I don't think there's any question about that but, but Jack there's a certain naivety about the way he wants to play you know we've got to realise you have to bread your butter you know or cut your cloth or whatever way you want to do it and, and we're trying to play a game that we haven't got the players to pull off No absolutely it's a possession based game that he's trying to play you know play out from the back the modern style of football you would say uh, but look it's Jack just Jack Charlton turning his grave <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. but look I just don't think it's working really like we've seen you know the 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 Gibraltar game okay all well and good but I think the game that we were really looking forward to going out and probably getting a result was against Greece and it didn't work so you always have to have a plan B and it doesn't look like he has one because like going back to what you said he just hasn't got the players to play the way he wants to play it's true what Jack is saying he he wanted to play possession football like all the great teams do but all the great teams have lads up at the other end that can stick it in the net we haven't. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, you know, and, and, and Cueve, you know, and I've mentioned it here before, and I mentioned it to, to, to Pat or to Seamus on Saturday. Well, I have a great deal of sympathy for Evan Ferguson, because Evan Ferguson, over the next few years, there's going to be totally unreasonable expectations on that chap's shoulders. And, 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 and as we all know here, a centre forward is only as good as, as, the, as, the, as the balls that he's, you know, as the, as the play around him and the players around him and the quality of the ball that he's getting in. He's not going to be single-handedly the answer to this problem. No, and I think like you're looking back over teams over the years, even that say the last time we qualified in, in 2016, the team wasn't great, but we had two or three players who were of a good quality, or you know, a standout quality. And now at the moment, it's only Evan Ferguson really, and as you say, he's only 18. So yeah. and when you look around the rest of the team, like we're still relying on on James McLean. Yeah, like I mean that's you know, and that's that, that's something we we've said that for a long time about having still having to rely on him. And I know I think you said it on Saturday again as well about that our best players are our defenders. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, we have not like that midfield has, has been outclassed in most of the games. Not even just in the oh, yeah. in the Netherlands and the France game. It's 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 poor really. But like because I was looking at the team and I know we said it here that, that that you know we haven't got enough Premier League players. But I think how would that team that start against the Netherlands? We've six or seven that are playing in the Premier League and most of them are playing their games regularly enough. Now, again, I mean, they're not, they're playing for, you know, say Sheffield United, John Egan, you've got uh, Nathan, Nathan Collins at Brentford and, and yeah. teams like that, but they're still there. Like, yeah, Josh Cullen is with Burnley and, you know, right, yeah, so, yeah, so, on Ben is with Luton. There's a pattern same. starting to develop yeah. here, lads, you know what I mean? Then, you know, and again, it's, it's, it's hard to know where to, to point the finger really because, like that, it's like Stephen Kenny he hasn't got got what he wanted to do he, he had said when he came in that qualification was what he was there to do yeah. same as when Martin O'Neill was there and Trapatoni and all of them but that, what what they had to do but I think like as I think I said it last week this is going back a long long time this decline 
yeah. where we've gotten it from from Trapatoni to Martin O'Neill. It's mm. got it's getting worse. And you can see there was a couple of papers were putting up the kind of the, the statistics of the win percentages and all that, and it has steadily gone down. But uh, in the years, I think I think mm. a lot of it has to come down to the League of Ireland as well. Mm. I, th- I think it was uh, was it. I think Martin O'Neill maybe made a good point. I was listening to him during the week, uh, and he said the money is not being invested in the League of Ireland. You know, back. 10, 15, 20 years ago a lot of the players from Ireland were going over and getting their experience with League One or Championship clubs that's not really happening anymore and the money going into the League of Ireland to clubs and the league in general is not producing the players that it should be mm. you know <coughs> there's a few other things that, to take from the game so let's this, this it's a it's a bit of a cancer in a way Bear. scoring goals or conceding goals early in the second half we happened in both games yeah, after a couple yeah. of minutes against France four, five or six minutes against Holland you know like you, you get your team in at half time as a manager you're there or thereabouts you were 1-0 down against France you're one all against Holland you know what I mean? You get you sit down, the lads. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you you talk about what how the game went. You talk about keeping it solid for the first twenty minutes of exactly. the second half. You know exactly. what I mean? You're talking about keeping your nerve. You know, mm. but like nerves are forgotten then after five or six minutes because all yeah. the team talk goes out the window, and and that's after happening is a good few times uh, under Kenny. So there has know, to be something there. Yeah, you know, the, the the thing about it when things go wrong, and uh, it was there was a kind of a desperation about especially shoving Shane Duffy up to try and get the goal up front. And, you know, the, the thing that worries me a little bit is whoever gets this job is coming in on the back of this. He's got to start from scratch again and try and put something together. But what we need, what we need is results. We need well, you see, it's a results business. But, Jack, I think, and it was touched on earlier, and, and Kenny came on, he got the job basically because... He, you know, he had been manager of the under-21 team. Yeah. He knew all the young players coming through. He had, you know, first-hand yeah. knowledge of the quality they had the that they had. Yeah. But, like, this James, this fascination with James... Now, and I don't like being too overly critical of James McLean because over the years he has wore his heart in his sleeve for Ireland. He has been a, a soldier for Ireland. But, Jesus, surely there's a young lad that can be playing left-back ahead of James McLean. He's now playing his trade in the fourth tier of English football and he got destroyed the other night now your man's a good player Dumfries in fairness but like that flies in the face of the reason Kenny got the job in the first place yeah it goes back to what we've said you know last week as well the quality is just not there and it just goes to show that when you are relying on the likes of James Wilkina and just going back to what you said there on the manager as well you know this half time statistic where we're coming out and, and conceding goals a manager's job is won and lost in the dressing room. That's either before you go out on yeah. the pitch or at half time. And if you're going out and conceding goals either at the start of the game or at the start of the second yeah. half, some of the blame has to fall on the manager and his yeah. team talks at <clears throat> half time. Yeah, there's no question of that. And I mean, Queef, like, the bottom line is now this is another tournament that we're not going to qualify for the chances are we're going to finish second last in the group which is going to seriously damage our coefficient or whatever they call it so the knock on effect on that is that it's going to be more difficult to qualify the next time because you're so lowly ranked you're going to have three teams that are definitely considered better than you in in the group and, and qualifying over the next three or four tournaments is going to be nearly impossible yeah yeah. I don't think it matters who we're going to bring in uh, really to save it like, like we said Stephen Kenny is he might see out the rest of this campaign but like where do you go like I was looking at some of the odds on, on the player or on the man, on the, you know, the candidates that we might get like Lee Carsey is the favourite he's not going to leave the FA no I don't think so but, no, like, but you look and, and you said Jim like who do we get who can the FAI afford is another big thing like if you're looking at if if we want a big name or you know or a big name or, or an experienced manager who's going to turn it around, the FBI won't have the money to pay him. 
really. So you're looking at like when you look through the list of the of the and bookies very rarely get wrong. If Lee Cars, ah, but is every every ex manager or well, ex player that's that that's not in a job is in the is but, in that but, list. But, but I look there's, there's none. But then the, the favourites, there's none of them you'd say you'd actually really particularly want to get. Lee Carsey, uh Chris Hewton. He, but he, you know, he, he's Chris not going to take it. Well, really. he, I, I see. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Chris Hewton is is nearly the obvious candidate. He'd be more. He'd be more in the sense most, that most he was involved with as before. He's involved in international football at the moment with Ghana. Obviously, he played for Ireland. Played a nice brand now, of football. You need a manager that's going to be able to, you know, play a certain style of football because we, you know, seen Kenny try to do that already. Or do you bring in? Uh, you mentioned his first name there without finishing it. Roy Keane, yeah. who you know might. Kick the performances so out well, of players. I, I, I agree with what Jack is saying there. We need somebody to get us out of this. You Funk. know, we're, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're just dead and buried at present. There's, there's one name. And, and somebody le, like Keane. Now, I don't know whether he'd be interested in it. Oh. Or if he was, he'd be a great dad to get. There's, there was another name as well, and I, I looked it up just before we kind of came in. The odds were slashed from 22 to 1 down to 11 to 1. So someone has an idea of something. Steve Bruce has gone into one of the ah, favourites as well. Lord. But that's, that's a, well, these are the names we're being linked you know yeah, what, really. Whatever about Steve Bruce here, that's probably the style of manager that's going to fit this group of players better well, than anything well, else. Well, the style of play, maybe. That, you know, so Bruce will, but like, there's no, like, this, and uh, you know, look, he's to be, he's to be lauded to a certain extent that he wanted to come in, he wanted to change up, he wanted us to play a certain style. But Jack, you know, and I put it, we spoke about this in the canteen before we came on air, like, there's nothing wrong with mixing it up a bit. You don't have to play no, the same way no. all the time. Look what Steve Clark is doing with Scotland. Scotland. And, and very similar. Brilliant. And the only good result, really good result that Kenny has had in his time is, you know, we beat Scotland 3-0 in a friendly there a year ago, a year and a half ago, mm. or whatever, and everyone was saying this was the corner turned. Like, Scotland have won their first five games in the tournament, right? And they're in a group with Spain, you know, Norway, Georgia, you know, Cyprus, but they're in a tough group and, and if a certain set of results go their way tonight they've qualified already, they've won 5 out of 5 including beating Spain they have players, you know, playing with the same level of club, right, they have Robertson and McTominay who are playing with bigger clubs well, they are Tierney, they're actually players that are in and out, well, especially McTominay and Tierney He's so. the top goal scorer in the whole qualifying tournament out of any country, McTominay, McTominay Yeah, yeah, which is crazy when you think about it but like, so it can be done. Absolutely, it can be done. It, 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 and again, we go back to, you know, if you look at Steve Clark with Scotland, is he a master tactician? No. Yeah. But is he probably more of a man-manager style of manager than a tactician? Mm. From the outset, now obviously I don't follow Scotland an awful lot, but yeah. from the outset, that's what it looks like. It does, and even Wales... You know, right, they're having a tough time now. But over the last five or six years, they've done very well. Now, the, the, the argument there is Garrett Bales was, was carrying yeah. it. But I don't think it's fair to say Garrett. No, they had two or three other, like Aaron Ramsey was a top player. You know, they had three mm. or four lads. We don't have any top, real top no. players. I mean, even to call it Ferguson a top player at the moment, you can't. He's, he no, has, what, 20-something no, appearances in the Premier League, you know what I mean? So he's only mm. been hyped out of all proportions. So there's no quick fix here. No. We're going to have to sit and suffer for the next three or four competition yeah, tournaments. Just like when you mentioned about Scotland there, and I did see someone kind of saying, recently about that you know what we were talking with the, F the FAI there that they're not investing and about you know we, we haven't got the population of people in this country for Wales and Scotland have a very similar population to us 
they're competing with another big sport in rugby the same as we are yeah. but they're putting the funding in behind the Scotland team and the Wales team now again look we're, we're competing we have GA and we have whatever else we have here in Ireland as well where yep. you're competing but if Wales and Scotland as you said have very very similar similarly talented players to us yeah. and are able to perform better and have been they've been upping their game whereas we're going down the way whereas Wales and Scotland back when we were in the 90s and even 2002 when we had our best tournaments oh, yeah. Wales and Scotland were nowhere yeah. and now they're they're up there so like you know that, it that can that, be done yeah. yeah but like the bottom line is they said when we played Holland the other night it was the first time we played Holland in a qualifying campaign since we beat them in, in Lansdowne Land, Land, Road in 2001 yeah. the night the day Jason McAteer scored uh. now I was there I was at that match that day mm. actually you two were playing in Slane that evening and, and you two were at the match remember the helicopter coming down over Lansdowne Road to bring the boys off to but the comparison that between now the Dutch team in fairness that time was a lot better than this Dutch team as well they ended up with 100 strikers on the, on the pitch Van Nisselrooy Van Heidong Keane busted Overmars the first quarter of his that was the end of Overmars mm. wasn't seen for dust the rest of the game but the point <laughs> I'm making is if you look at the Ireland team that day you know Keane you know Gary Kelly Ian Hart Jason McAteer all playing with top teams I'm, I'm forgetting lads now obviously Robbie Keane you know Shea Given mm. in goal mm. we always had five or six even back in the 70s when we couldn't qualify for nothing but we still had Johnny Giles Frank Stapleton you know Mark Lawrence and mm. you know Jerry Daly we still always produced players that were capable of playing what has happened Jack we're not producing well, I think them. we mentioned it last week that we're now competing with more than just the GEA like what what rugby have done in Ireland over the last 10 to 15 years and uh yeah, but, just, but still you're, t you're looking at a different type of player like the yeah. guys that are going like rugby players are Animals like yeah, but the, the whole thing is gone. But it comes I mean, from grassroots. Yes. Oh well, yeah, yeah. They're not. Good. They're not. The Irish lads are not going over there. The Scottish lads are not going. The Welsh lads are not going. They're going foreign looking for players. Yeah, but that's the, what's costing men. Well, the world. Well, the world is a such a smaller, much yeah. smaller place. Yeah, but now. the common denominator is is that. Rugby and GEA are invested in more in this country than football is. Yeah, well, that's and uh, and, and you're getting <clears throat> the riches from it at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, but at the end of the day, and and, and this is not like the IRFU 15 years ago were in an awful mess mm. and they're to be credited the GEA lads are, as, are an example to every sporting organisation in the world and they have their problems too mm. and if Nicky Brennan was sitting here he'd tell you no there's issues as well but on the, from the house every parish you drive every little village in Ireland and I drive the country for a living you know they have invested and they're to be credited the FEI lads have squandered more money in the oh, last 20 yeah. years so I mean there's no sympathy for the FAI here I mean they've had the opportunity and they just have been badly badly yeah. ran from the top down and they're paying the price now and you've often said to me here Jim and you're right if you go out and look at a school match in Kilkenny next Saturday or Sunday whatever day they'll be playing the school boys are every bit as good as they are anywhere I guarantee you that the quality is there anyone can see it but like you said, they're just, just you know, they go so far and yeah. then there's nothing to take them on. Mm. Yeah. Jeez, and they're choosing other sports. That's yeah. it. Yeah, That's there, it. And, they, and they're choosing other sports in a lot of cases because the other sports are offering better facilities, exactly. better coaching, better everything, you know what I mean? But to look at... We'll, uh, we're, not, we're not going to solve <laughs> it here. More <laughs> there is, there is a text in there actually now and uh, put it to you, Jim. The cash and nuge are available there for you. Yeah, they, yeah, they are, yeah. And I tell you, they'd be, they'd be cheap as well. I can tell you that much for nothing. They'd be cheaper than anyone else that was mentioned on that list. Right, okay, we're gone a little bit over time, nearly 20 to 7. When we come back, we'll be looking at all the Premier League fixtures for the weekend ahead. 
The team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer, brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. And you're welcome back to the third and final part of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Once again, the text number is 86 353 That's 086-353-7782. That number, of course, sponsored by Taxback.com, a Clune Tech company. You can get us on WhatsApp as well, 087-4011-887. Anyway, lads, that international stuff is nearly gone now and we can go back to the real stuff, the Premier League. <laughs> this time next week, we'll be looking ahead to the Champions League and all the first week of the Champions League. But we'll yeah. stick with the Premier League for now. We'll beat them as they're coming at the weekend. Half-twelve game on Saturday. There's no game Friday night. The half-twelve game on Saturday. Wolves are home to Liverpool. Liverpool and Jack Liverpool you know not your main favourite club but we have to be objective here they made a really good start to the season brilliant unbeaten see that Germany Germany sacked their manager yesterday they're looking for Klopp Klopp will never leave Liverpool I to go and manage Germany see it. he I might manage him eventually it. but eventually, not yeah, yeah. yeah but no look they've had a really good start to the season uh, are they back to their best not yet but they're certainly making strides towards it uh, I think they'll be there thereabouts for top four again this year but yeah, I mean, look, some of the signings they made last year are starting to come yeah. good a little bit. Darwin Nunez especially, yeah. you know, so look, I, I, I can't see anything other than a, a Liverpool win on that one. Yeah, Bear. Yeah, well, look, um, Jack is right, they have made a very good start to the season, but I have to say, no, I'm not a Liverpool man, so... <laughs> Blackpool. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. the thing about it is, Van Dijk. Yeah. I was looking at him... Even the other night against the Ireland. The other night against Ireland, and I thought he was only a shadow of the Van Dyke he was a couple of years now ever since he got that injury he has, has not recovered and I you know as regards Liverpool he's the worry as far as I be concerned up front they'll always score goals and they've improved the midfield immeasurably yeah. like, I, you know I, I think to be good enough to bear Wolves but long term this season I'm talking about you know Queef. Yeah, Wolves it's still defensively they're still shaking. And I mean, like who's going to score the goals? Yeah. Where, where are the goals going to come yeah. from for Wolves? Like yeah. that's the big thing, you well, know. And, and, and like it's the attack in Liverpool. As and well. they've lost their two best players, one to one to Saudi Arabia or one to yeah Saudi yeah, Arabia right, and no, one yes. to and one to Man City there as well. So like mm-hmm. they're you know the Neves or whatever you call them. Mm-hmm. So like that you know it's a big big hole left in the in the squad for Wolves. You know right, so they have the money in the bank, but no good if the players are gone. Oh, uh, into the three o'clock games then, and there's five, four or five of them. Villa home to Crystal Palace. Villa, I don't know. It's hard to know what to say about Villa because they've yeah. they've they've looked good. They've looked like they were improving, but they're after taking a couple of heavy enough beatings. And 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 I don't know. Would I be putting them down as a certainty to be Crystal Palace either, Jack? Yeah, I mean, look, they've had a couple of new players come in, and I think they're they're still kind of bedding in. But I mean. Roy, uh, Roy um, Hodgson, Hodgson is doing a really good job there is, with yeah. Palace again you know and I think home advantage generally is what suits Palace better than anything else but I mean I wouldn't be surprised with any result you yeah. know there on, on, on the weekend but I'd probably go with a draw if I was if yeah. I was pressed for it I, mean, I, I know I, 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 I think I think Barry I think Barry over there for the X yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind I, when Jack mentioned the draw I said that's brutal time I know because Barry's just about to do the same thing you know what yeah. I mean so but if there is a winner I think it'll be Villa ok Cueve I'm going to go with a draw score draw I think it's going to be goals in it but like the start of the season you would have said this will be a game Villa would probably win after with, with the way they came into it after last season but 
they're up and down they've a good few injuries as well it's not going to help them and I think yeah. uh, draw for me Fulham are home to Luton and I was reading somewhere in the paper the other day that I, I can't remember which club it was now but 11 I think it was Derby County only had 11 points one season and someone is there was some bookie taking bets that will Luton actually get 11 points it might be a little bit harsh on him but you know they've made a poor start it's going to be a horrendously tough season for them and Fulham have made a reasonably good start considering every you know considering Mitrovic mm. was a huge hole left very late in the transfer window um, Fulham relatively established now in the Premier League it's hard to see Luton getting that against Fulham yeah especially on the back of what Fulham have done now look they haven't picked up too many wins but like they've got a draw against Spurs they've got a, a draw against Arsenal as well yeah, that's what and I'm saying. Like, you, know, you know a, a real dogged team by the looks of it so far but look I think you know especially with home advantage there you'd be expecting nothing more than a Fulham win yeah now ultimately lads Luton are going to pick up a few points somewhere oh, along the line and, yeah. and every, whenever they do pick them up it's going to be a surprise because I can't imagine anyone maybe mm. when they're at home to Sheffield United or Burnley or someone you might be or taking Everton. a chance or Everton <laughs> you have your knife and pour out Everton we'll come to them in a while <laughs> ok the next game I meet here and we'll start with you on this one Jack is Man United are home to Brighton at 3 o'clock on Sunday now we'll have to talk about United for a few minutes because it's turning into a bit of a circus there and I mean all it looked like all the the improvement and the, the excellent groundwork done by Ten Hag last season is starting to unravel a bit they've been they've two wins from four games home unimpressive home wins against Notts Forest and Wolves games that you'd be expecting them to win comfortably well beaten you have to say away to Arsenal and, and Spurs eventually you know at the end a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes and um, you know they're at home to Brighton and I was saying to you coming, I was on the barrel coming over in the car <clears throat> I never thought I'd see the day when Man United would be odds against to win at home to Brighton and Jack you know this is your club and I know you love them but you know th- this season could unravel very very early it could it could uh, now the, the one I suppose silver lining is that we were saying the same basically this time last year as well you know yeah. with the whole Ronaldo debacle and so on and so forth but I think a lot of the credit be you know, on that on that statistic you just gave there has to go down to Brighton as well. They've been playing brilliant, oh, absolutely, brilliant football. Yeah, absolutely. But United are are crumbling from the top down uh, as a club. You know, the only real shining light there for me personally is Eric Ten Hag. I love the standards he's setting. You know, obviously we've seen the issues that, that have been going on with Jaden Sancho over the last week. You know, I can't for the life of me understand the background checks that Manchester United are doing on these players before yeah. they spend so much money on them. Anthony, Sancho, so on and so forth. Yeah. It, it it just doesn't make sense but I do agree with you this season could you know get very sticky over the next week we've got <laughs> we've got Bayern Munich away next Wednesday in the Champions, in the League, Champions yeah. League so it's they're not getting any easier yeah and, and, and like the, the bottom line is like you know if they don't beat Brighton on on, on, Sunday, on Saturday but like I agree with I agree with uh, with Jack I think overall there's much more positives about Ten Hag than there is negatives I, do, I think there's no doubt about that but you know, and I think the, the, the ownership, you know, debate or, and what's going to happen with regard to the ownership is not helping the overall atmosphere in the no. club. But just looking at this particular game on its merits, you'd have to say you wouldn't be back in United at even money uh, or 21 yeah, yeah, to I, 10. I don't, I don't think you'll, to 20. you'll have him in your treble. I won't have him in my treble, <laughs> no. But, like, I mean, you know, this... Oh, no, I agree. And, uh, look, I, I think, I know, uh, everybody loves Manchester United. I was about to say, Jack, I'm not a United man oh, either. Well, I, I know plenty of lads that don't love him <laughs> now. I, have to say, I, could ra- I could rattle off names <laughs> starting now and go to the rest of the program. But the thing about it is, things are not right at Old Trafford. I don't give a sense. Ten High came in last year, he did a right job and they won the 
Caribou Cup or whatever it was. Got to the FA Cup final, got back the, into the, the Champions wheels, League. The wheels have come off the wagon a little bit. And it's, it's, I think the next month is going to be very important for Manchester United. Starting with this one and then continue with Burnley <laughs> we seen last year when, when we were we were in a similar situation and what happened we went out and bet Liverpool 2-1 at Old Trafford so yeah, might only we, take one game just like one that. game you yeah, know, you know. if we can turn that corner hopefully then we'll continue to go in the right direction Cueve, give as as a, as a supporter of another <laughs> club that's in that's in a debacle that's why I was happy enough to sit back and listen to you talk there I was, count, I was counting down the minute yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, look. Obviously, the things aren't aren't right going on behind the scenes. But like Jack said, it was the same kind of when Ten Hag then put the foot down with Ronaldo and everything, and then it all changed. I I, I think it's. I mean, we're early in the season. There's only four games in. Yeah. I, again, I think I said it a couple of weeks ago about that the home form that United have. They're still unbeaten. How many thirty odd games? I think mm. it is at home. Um, and again, like looking at Brighton. They're missing a few big players like Ferguson's still going to be out. Well, like in terms of their forward line, Ferguson, Welbeck, and in Seesaw, they reckon the three of them are going to be out. So it'll be interesting to see who they put up front. On the other hand, United the same, missing a few few kind of key players. Like it's the home thing is going to make the difference for me. I think they'll they'll get a draw out of it. Brighton are going to be up for it in in, in great form, um, and United. I suppose that's it. Like having one eye on Bayern in in the midweek. I think another X I think I have for this one I just, I think they'll hold just on, on it you know it, you know, the, uh, Anthony you know off the field stuff is going to be gone for, for a period of time Sancho looks like he's persona non grata you know one or two other issues does he push Mason Mount up into that he could, he could and, 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 this new, and this new Danish centre forward is going to have to oh he'll play I think you know even the, the cameo role that he played against Arsenal last week I was very impressed but he's going to have to hit the ground running though isn't he he is he's going to have to score goals because we basically outside of Marcus Rashford on the basis of last season's performances we don't have anybody to score goals you know yeah, like Fernandez he had a brilliant game up. last night yeah he did against the dog and duck exactly against Luxembourg you know what I mean this this incident with Sancho you know quitting with 10 I I was amazed at that because here's a man they paid 87 million for and by all accounts he has a history of Hmm. what 10 Hag was saying he's not a good trainer or he hasn't been trained and the pairs, he said, you said it through, Jim. It's the scout in Brighton. They should be. <laughs> no, but Jack, you're right, though. Like, I mean, they're signing these players, you know, yeah. who don't. Ha- looks like they have. They're coming with baggage, shall we yeah, say. But the yeah. one thing I will say is Ten Hag has been very consistent. And Ten Hag didn't sign Sancho. Now, we have to say mm, that exactly. as well. If Ronaldo is not going to get away with it, who scored 20 something goals for the previous True. season, Sancho <laughs> is not going to get <laughs> away with it. Yeah, he scored 12 point. goals yeah. in 85 games. That's a fair you know. point. Right, we have to move on and we'll be accused of being. Uh, bias towards Manchester United <laughs> uh, Spurs are home to Sheffield United now this is the opposite everyone assumed Costa whatever his name is Costa Coglu will come in Harry Kane is gone Spurs will fall asunder they'll have a disastrous season typical Spurs the opposite appears to be happening now look at the, the Spurs effect can kick in very quickly as it has done in the past they can go from hero to zero very quickly it looked like brutal timing for Costa Coglu to get the job but maybe it hasn't. Maybe it's actually working out in his favour and so far, so yeah. good. Yeah, well, I mean, Harry Kane could going could be a blessing in disguise. But again, going on to what we were just talking about, United, and you can put that into perspective for Spurs as well, the difference a couple of positive results makes for you. Yeah. The atmosphere changes. Everybody is on Everybody. board. Uh. Ange Ball is in full effect. Yeah. And away well, you go. So I was going to say, if this was a horse race, I'd be saying Spurs by six lengths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, I don't think there's any that we're all going no, for Spurs. Yeah, Queen, yeah, we have yeah, to go yeah, for Spurs. Yeah. Sheffield United are going to be gamey. Um, you know, they'll be dogged in the whole app. Ultimately, 
they, they may well fall fall short but there's a number of teams that ultimately may fall, may fall short yeah. and there's only three of them can go down but we'll be keeping it's it going close to be a very interesting relegation oh, it is, this yeah. season it is yeah we'll be coming to a few others West Ham are home to Man City again you know Man City are going to drop points somewhere lads they have to you know what yeah. I mean and away to West Ham on a Saturday afternoon after a international break right. when all their players would uh, have been aware maybe yeah. this maybe maybe they might only draw a game, Jack, is there a possibility? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean, we said it last week that we don't want City to win it at a canter either, do we? And, you know, the, I won't say the sooner they drop points, the better, but, you know, the sooner a, a contest is made out yeah. of the league, yeah. then yeah. the better. But, I mean, you know, West Ham have, you know, ha, I think they've got a perfect start as well. So, you know, it's... They've, uh, they've done well and, and they've European football to, to, to exactly. look forward to next next week as well. Berg, are you giving any hope yeah, for I, a positive result I, for West Ham? I, I'd fancy West Ham for a draw. Now, if there's a surprise, like, this could be it on Saturday. West Ham might just... Well, they do drop points, lads. Man City are not oh, going to win do, every yeah, game. And it's very unlikely... And, and you're right about the international break. Yeah. Things usually take a couple of weeks to settle back in anyway. Yeah, you know, you know and they have every player away on international duty. Cueve, have you, you given the Hammers any hope? I, yeah, I would. I mean, I think it's going to be a massive game for the two of them. Um, like, both of them now are going into European games Wednesday and Thursday. Um, the West Ham are going to want to keep this this positivity going again look the one thing I would say is they have conceded every game so far this season and mm. the one team you don't want to face <laughs> but if, you're, if you are conceding is Man City but I would give them, give them a big chance it's, when it's at home like that as I said about I think it was Villa and, and Liverpool last week if it was you know being played in, in, in Villa Park you, you might give it the other way around same if it was played in the Etihad you might give the advantage to City but being in well Upton Park whatever they call it now you'd have yeah. to give West Ham a big chance you make a great point there when the players uh, you know are away on international duty David Moyes is going to have the majority of his squad on the yeah. training ground for a yeah. week you know getting them ready for this game where Pep Guardiola isn't so yeah, you know a big difference there Another team that have been very disappointing at the you know considering the season they had last season is Newcastle. They're home to Brentford at the weekend. Um, they haven't made a good start. Now they've had a tough they've had a tough start. They've already played um, they've already played Liverpool and Man City. You know what I mean? So like it's not as if they've had an easy start. Newcastle they've played reasonably well in the game. So it's not as if you know the performance have been especially poor, but. They want to back up the, the, the top four finish from last season. It looks like it's going to be a battle for them, Jack. And Brentford are nobody's mugs. No, they're not. And it, no, absolutely. They are coming in on the back of three draws as well. So I, I think Newcastle are going to have to make home advantage count as much as they can this year. I mean, you see when the Phil James's Park, the atmosphere that's there. It's, you know, it's. it's and of course, there. they have Champions League football next course, week to look forward to. And they'll want to go in on the back of oh, a win. They'll absolutely. want to win. And I, 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 I think they'll get the win against so Brentford. I. Yeah, yeah. I, I, given. I think, yeah, 1 0. 1 0. Yeah, the score. Ah, <laughs> and who's going to score? And in what minutes is he going to score it? Uh, well, you want the 17th. Yeah. <laughs> Cleave, yeah, you know. I, knew, I think Newcastle will, will win it, yeah. It'll, it'll get him kick, kick started again, I think. Okay, well, we have two games on Sunday. Bournemouth at home to Chelsea. Cueva, let you start on this one. You're a Chelsea fan, and we thought that they they had slightly turned the corner, right? Slightly turned the corner. They lost at home to Knott's Forest in the last league. That is. That's a horrendous result for. Um, Pochettino a horrendous result for Chelsea and uh, you know Bournemouth are, Bournemouth are, are, are probably a better side than Nuts Forest so like this is not a gimme for Chelsea No this, and this is a huge game for, for Pochettino and for that team because you know there was positivity at the start of the season the draw against Liverpool and he said okay it looks a hell of a lot better than did did last season but already this, this kind of this worry is starting to creep in um, like again I, I, look we, we should I'm, I'm saying it every week we should be beating these teams the players we have the quality that's there but it's it's not doesn't seem to be happening 
Um, and Bournemouth will know that. Bournemouth will know that these lads are going to be a bit nervy going away from home to play against them. Have you not? Has the owner maybe not learned his lesson about <laughs> what he done originally when he brought in so yeah. many players in one go that it, it's going to take time for him to gel in? But that's it. But it seems to be like with the whole transfer window with Bowley is, and to me it seems like he's looking at these players as as commodities and not players because he sees them as well and I, I'm getting them in on 8 year contracts and I can hopefully offload them in a few years time and make a bit of money that, that's what it looks like to me because even in the, in, the, in the players he sold in the summer there were most of them were players who owed him nothing really in terms of their contracts yeah, were coming to an it's end a strange template though isn't it why he's coming yeah, up with I, I think somebody said last year I don't know who she it was but somebody said that Chelsea are too easy to play mm. they're too nice they play lovely football but they need a bit of toughness yeah. around the pitch. Seems Some to be a lack of leaders within yeah. them as well. Like yeah. if you that, look at probably the most, of it. yeah, probably the most senior player is Sterling. Would I be right? Or yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. You know. but, but I mean, like the, the, the likes of, you know, Angola Kante, for example. Like he was a proper man yeah. in the middle of the park a lad that would stand up and be counted when, when things were going again they've paid hundreds of millions for players but I'm not so sure they've replaced John, the, John, the, John Terry was the man there ok we have only got three minutes left so we have to get to the last two games Barry you can take the lead on this Everton at home to Arsenal oh, at, least they scored a, <laughs> at least they scored a couple of goals it, and drew at home to Sheffield is it a night. cricket match yeah yeah um, Everton are struggling but the only thing about it they bet Arsenal last year when they were going worse than they are so you never know. And a funny thing, I, I was reading statistics lately, since the start of the season, and Everton are not the worst. They're actually, well, you know, they're ahead of a lot of teams. Well, and, and everything bar scoring goals, which yeah, of course everything is, bar a, is a slightly goal. important part it, it, of the game. It, but, but, but chances, they're not conceding a lot of chances. You know, the, the ones they are conceding are ending up in the net. But yeah. anyway. Reports of a takeover there as well at the yeah, moment, which, would be them, which might for, be a boost for them. Yeah, but you'd, you'd, have, to, you'd have to fancy Arsenal. Oh, you, oh, would, you would, of course. You'd have to, on everything. Wouldn't you, Queen? Like, yeah. yeah, and I think it, hopefully Arteta doesn't do too much tinkering. That he has. He had a good team there that went out against United. If you can play that same team against Everton, he'll do damage. Monday night, I love the Monday night football. It's deadly. I'm not so sure this one will be that deadly, but <laughs> Forrest are home to Burnley. Um, I thought Burnley were of the three promoted teams were going to do were going to be the best equipped. I'm starting to change my mind a bit. I think they're in for a season of struggle. Again, I repeat, only three teams can go down. But Forrest have have improved uh, they've, they've bought well, a lot yeah, of players spent a lot well. of money but Forrest might be too might be too streetwise for Burnley yeah, yeah, I, I think Forrest will be okay this season again I think we mentioned it last week that if if Vincent Company doesn't change his tactics to yeah. suit the teams that he's playing against then I think they will struggle because it, again we go back to what we've said with a couple of teams so far there doesn't seem to be a plan B with them either yeah it's just all this you know this kind of you know attack 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 mm. and this lovely neat football I fancy for, if, if, uh, for, yeah. if Forrest are, are, are any kind of a decent price they'll be in me treble there <laughs> so, and, and, and if Davy O'Neill and Mick Wall and any other Sp not Forrest fans are listening I'm sorry lads I'm sorry in advance you know <laughs> Give us a talk quickly on yeah, Forrest and Burnley. I think Forrest. Grieve. I'd be the same, yeah, because in the same way as I said about when, when Chelsea played them, they'll, they stifle Chelsea's style of play. Burnley, in a similar way, that they play like that, that possession football, they could do the same to them and I think they'll win it. Yeah. Um, England and Scotland tonight in a friendly. Now, I don't, we normally don't talk about pre-season friendly yeah. or, you know, friendly matches. Scotland. But, or Scotland, <laughs> and, Scotland and England tonight in Hamden Park. Jack, this could be a... Because Scotland are up for this now. Yeah. They're mad for it. And uh, I have a feeling that could be a cracking game tonight. Yeah, so. it could be a cracking game, especially on the... On the I suppose the form that both teams are going into it yeah, you yeah. could say it could be a good one I don't normally look forward to pre-season friendlies but I, I'm looking forward to this one but you know on 
on the United getting back to the United thing the, the, Mor- the Moroccan chap what's his name I'm, Amrabat I'm after getting the text messages on my own phone that, you, you follow United closely this is, a, is this a really important signing for United? Yeah, is, it a, it is. Is, is he solving a problem for United, I suppose, is the question. Yeah, he's on a more de- defensive side. You know, obviously, the Mason Mount signing has been a more attacking option. Obviously, Grieve, you'll know an awful lot more about him. But, you know, Amrabat will provide stability in that midfield. And he'll also provide a well-deserved rest for Casemiro throughout the season. Because yeah. he's the wrong side of 30 now and he can't well, play the, 60 uh, games in a that's season. That's important. Yeah, right? that is a fair point. Because Casemiro definitely did look like, mm. the, you know, and, and it, he was having such an influence last season. They couldn't afford to rest him. Whereas this, this Well, he guy, got a lot of rest last season because he got suspended. Oh, well, he got like, suspended. Yeah, that's true <laughs> so too. Yeah, times. yeah, that's true too. Right. Okay. As always, the hour has caught up with us. Jack Pines, Bear Scott, Grieve Breen Allen. Thanks a million. We'll be back again same time next Tuesday night. Kevin Lee Farr is up next. Good night and God bless.